Welcome to another episode of WeatherWise. It is Wednesday, and this podcast is all about Zeta. What is Zeta? Well, it's a Greek letter, and it's the name of a tropical system out there currently in the Gulf of Mexico, and it is expected to make landfall very shortly in Louisiana. That is what we're, the forecast is calling for right now. So we're going to talk about that. I'm Chief Meteorologist Daniel Johnson, and today I'm alongside... Meteorologist Sloan Haynes. All right, Sloan, let's get right into it and talk about Zeta because we actually started tracking Zeta a while ago, uh, towards the middle of October, and then it kind of lost everyone's attention. It didn't do much. And then all of a sudden it came back and they eventually named it into a tropical storm. So again, another Louisiana landfall mm -hmm. is what we're expecting. So definitely concerned for the Gulf Coast. That's just, they've been battered, you know, over and over uh, throughout this record-breaking active hurricane season. And uh, just like so many other tropical systems, Delmarva is in the cone of uncertainty. So we're in that track uh, to have at least some effects from Zeta. So, Sloan, I guess I'm going to have you talk a little bit, if you have it pulled up, yeah. maybe the history of uh, Zeta, uh, the, the date it began, when we started to pay attention to it, and then where we are now. Yeah. So I think really quickly, Daniel, we have to address that Zeta is not the end of the Greek alphabet. No, it's a Z. It's Z, but their alphabet's mm. different. I have seen some confusion out there on the internet about people asking, so are we done now? Unfortunately, mm. there are still more names on the list in the way the season is looking. We might be able to cross a few more names off of the Greek alphabet this season. Yeah, not good news. But speaking of Zeta, it did become a tropical depression on Saturday, October 24th. But earlier that week, we were monitoring it was just an area of low pressure towards the beginning middle of last week. But as time went on, we sort of lost focus in it. Daniel was right. It wasn't looking that impressive. We were our eyes were drawn to a more impressive system out in the Atlantic, which was Epsilon, which fortunately it did become a ma major hurricane, but it did not make landfall anywhere. But it, Speaking of, you know, systems off the coast that can affect us in the long term, it was affecting our rift current risk here on Delmarva, bringing us some rough surf and giving us small craft advisories along the coast. It eventually just continued to move out into sea and stay out there. But Zeta did form in the Caribbean as a tropical depression on Saturday, October 24th. Later that night, around 5 p.m., it was about 255 miles south of um, Western Cuba. By early Sunday morning, I'm talking about the time I wake up at around 2 a.m., <laughs> it did become tropical storm Zeta about 250 miles now south of the western tip of Cuba. Late Sunday night, Zeta was showing signs of strengthening, and that's what we see with these storms starting off in the Caribbean, quickly intensifying. You know, we've been talking about La Nina a lot with this hurricane season, and something that La Nina does is that it uh, minimizes wind shear in the upper levels and wind at the low levels in the Caribbean, which makes it favorable for storms to form there. And when we don't have wind shear, we really have nothing to hinder the storm to slow it down, to weaken it. So it's just causing these storms to really form, pop up, and gain a little strength. By early Monday morning, hurricane conditions were being forecasted to be expected across the Yucatan Peninsula later that night. And by Monday afternoon, Zeta became a Category 1 hurricane about 105 miles southeast of Cozumel, Mexico. 
And if we take a look at its path, it was continuing to move like in a northwesterly direction as it approached the Yucatan Peninsula. It did make landfall on the northeast coast of the Yucatan Peninsula late Monday night around 11.10 p.m. local time. And if we take a look at some of the stats with that in the Playa del Carmen, sustained wind of 74 miles per hour for a straight minute and a wind gust of 87 miles per hour. And as it continued to move throughout Tuesday morning, it brought strong winds and heavy rain to the Yucatan, Yucatan Peninsula, but weakened back to a tropical storm by 4 a.m. local time there. And as it continued to head throughout the Gulf of Mexico, it did re-intensify last night as a Category 1 hurricane again, and that's really what is projected to make landfall as for Louisiana. And we're talking about an impressive hurricane. This could be the fifth landfalling hurricane for Louisiana this season, and they've already seen a lot, of, already had a lot of damage, still recovering from a lot of damage from previous storms. It's been unbelievable. I mean, the Gulf Coast, and I feel so bad for, of course, the people living there, but, you know, we're always constantly following other meteorologists on Twitter, and we kind of call it, it's called weather Twitter. When something crazy happens in the weather department, we call it weather Twitter kind of blows up. It, it, things go viral. People post so much about, you know, the active weather that's occurring. So the tropical season has been a big topic in um, the weather Twitterverse, I guess you can say. And I feel so bad for the meteorologists that have been working so hard, working overtime, uh, working extra shifts to um, alert their viewers and all the citizens along the Gulf of what's happening. So I do want to throw that message out there. We're thinking about the meteorologists. We're thinking of all citizens uh, along the Gulf Coast because they just had a rough season. Mm -hmm. And um, we had it rough with Isaias with the tornado outbreak. But that's just, I mean, tornadoes. That was a day compared to Yeah, the tornadoes, they did a lot of damage. People lost homes, and it was a very sad situation here on Delmarva. But when you have hurricane after hurricane, you know, slamming very similar areas back to back, you don't have time to recover. Uh, so it's been very scary down there. And you mentioned this will be like the fifth one, right, to hit mm -hmm. Louisiana. But there have been, I believe, it, this will be the eighth or ninth Gulf Coast hit, I believe. I think the eighth. Um, so the Gulf Coast period, but Louisiana has just been, mm -hmm. you know, under the gun here uh, for direct hits. And um, Zeta weakened as it went over um, the Yucatan Peninsula into a tropical storm on Tuesday, but we're watching it today. It's strengthening, it continues to strengthen, and it will likely maintain hurricane status as it makes landfall. Again, right now the cone in the forecast is Louisiana. Then it moves up the coast, right, Sloan? Mm -hmm. um, over Delmarva, as what they're saying, now I believe the track is having it as a post a tropical depression mm -hmm. um, as it crosses Delmarva. Uh, so still having some of its tropical characteristics, and mm -hmm. I'm sure we're going to be feeling the effects in terms of heavy rain. And that's in our forecast uh, for Thursday and Friday, right? Because it's going to kind of interact with a cold front. I would say it is a double whammy for yeah. us here because, you know, we're getting a tropical system moving through, Daniel, but it's not going to feel tropical outside by Friday. <laughs> no, yeah, because once the tropical system pushes through, a cold front kicks it out to sea, and then bam, fall is back. Uh, it's going to feel cold. Overnight lows could drop into the 30s here on Delmarva Friday night. So it's one of those months where you could have a hurricane in the Gulf of Mexico or anywhere in the Atlantic, and then a snowstorm or very cold there nearby.
Uh, so it's pretty incredible to experience that because we've been talking about Texas and Oklahoma the past couple of days. They've been dealing with ice mm -hmm. and snow. Texas, really? I mean, come on. I've I mean, seen the snowfall in Denver, Colorado. They already had the plows out. Yeah. And they even said it was an earlier snowfall for them, too, out there. So that yeah. was pretty impressive. 2020 has no limits. <laughs> I keep saying 2020 keeps 2020-ing. <laughs> so it'll, it'll keep doing that. Um, let's just cross our fingers and hope mm -hmm. things can get better. Um, but we're still tracking the tropics because um, the next name storm after Zeta, because we're not done with the alphabet, we have several more names uh, on the list, and that will be from Zeta to Eta. Eta. And then Theta, and I believe Iota is after Theta. And there is a pie out there somewhere. And <laughs> Hurricane the, Pie. The could weather joke, joke is that it could be going on forever. <laughs> so Get it? Pie. We'll see. That's how this hurricane season <laughs> is feeling, Daniel. It feels right. like it's never ending. I saw a weather tweet. Speaking of weather Twitter, I did <laughs> see a tweet the other day that I forgot to send to you, but it was somebody who said, remember when we were still in the named list of hurricanes this yeah. season? No, I don't remember. Yeah, it seems like it was I want, They were like, ago. I want to go back to that part of yeah. 2020. Yeah. When we were debating, are we going to go through the entire alphabet? Mm -hmm. Are we going to get into the Greek alphabet? Because this is only the second time we've mm -hmm. been in the Greek alphabet. Last time it happened, and we've mentioned this in previous podcasts, the last time we had Greek alphabet uh, for hurricanes and tropical systems was 2005. And that year, the last named storm at that time was Zeta, right? Mm -hmm. So they finished at Zeta. That was it. So, so for name storms, we technically need one more name storm to beat the record. But there is some controversy yes, with this that is. we keep talking about, and we would love to give you all both sides to the story, is that there was another storm after Zeta in 2005, but it wasn't named. So to beat the named storm number, we do need Ada to form and be named. But there was still an extra storm that season. Right, so technically we need two more storms to break the record in terms of the amount of tropical activity out there. But if we get Ada, then technically we break the record for name storms. So it's, I need to talk to someone at the National Hurricane Center <laughs> or, or the National Weather Service to really figure it out. But just think of it this way, 2005 is still the most active hurricane season on record. They went all the way to Zeta. 2020, we have gone all the way to Zeta. So if we get one more name storm, I would say, I mean, 100%, we haven't had more, we haven't had an Ada before. So that would be a record for sure. And I know you're all thinking, well, guys, we're reaching the end of October, so is hurricane season over yet? Unfortunately, no. As of this Friday, we still have another month for the season, but we can still see storms after November 30th. Yeah. So it's still something to keep your eyes on. Again, 2020 has no limits. I wouldn't put it past this year to see some storms forming after November 30th. Oh, yeah. I really think we're going to break the record this year because uh, it's 2020. And I'm already looking at the models in the long range, and they're still showing a very active Caribbean uh, potentially Gulf of Mexico uh, season for the rest of the season. So we'll see uh, what this season does, but it's definitely been a very, very active one and the most active since 2005. So uh, it's never been this active since then. 
and these systems keep bringing a lot of rain our way and especially yeah. this week with Zeta eventually coming to us as a tropical depression bringing us that rain and that cold front behind it we could also have some gusty winds with this has something to keep our eyes out for but I was also looking at the excessive rainfall outlooks for uh, Thursday and it's showing the northern portion of the peninsula and that slight risk which means that flash flooding is a possibility with these storms so if you're going to be out and about on Thursday and you're in the northern portion of the peninsula keep your eyes on the roads I really wouldn't be out especially with heavy rainfall associated with these showers rolling through right and we're definitely all probably going to get heavy rain at some point um, Thursday or Friday, definitely Thursday, um, but it does favor the northern half of the peninsula getting the heaviest and constant rain. There could be, could be a little bit of an afternoon break for Salisbury South uh, Thursday afternoon, but we'll see. It all depends on Zeta's track and what that cold front decides to do in terms of its speed and where it's going to kick Zeta and where it's going to travel. So stay tuned to 47 ABC. We're going to keep tracking that forecast for the end of the week, and I would definitely um, work, kind of changing subjects a little bit, work out your early voting schedule kind of around that rain. Not that rain should keep you from voting, but the good news is we have early voting so that you can go when it's convenient for you, aka when the weather's nice. Well, or the polls when you're open at 7 a.m. Yeah, and polls open at 7 and close at 8 in Maryland all week long, and you can vote all the way into the weekend and into Monday too. So just letting you know the weather's not going to be great uh, for being outside Thursday and especially at least for the first half of Friday. Yeah, Friday afternoon and evening since you saw the polls are open date. Maybe later yeah. that afternoon when you're off work, swing by there some nicer, cooler weather because we're going to be in the upper 50s with those high temperatures this Friday. Then if you like the cold weather, maybe you want to hit the polls early this weekend because I believe we're dipping into the 30s for a majority of the peninsula Friday night. Yeah, here we go, right? Uh, we need to, I need to look up. I'm going to get some data and maybe mention it in the next podcast, but I don't, even, I don't know if you know, but I want to know how many times Delmarva has been in the cone this year, like the cone of uncertainty mm -hmm. for tropical systems. It's been several. It's I was keeping track at the beginning. So was but I. But then as time went on, I was like, oh, yeah. where'd my sticky note go? Right, because we had Faye, we had Isa Eos, um, Zeta now, um, so many storms. I think maybe even Laura. When I it think hit. we've received the remnants of Delta moving through Delta as well. Delta too. Yeah, so at least four or five. So um, we haven't had any direct hits, which we're hoping, knock on wood. Can you hear me knocking on wood? Hopefully we don't have any direct hits this season, but we've had a lot of remnants. Um, and we've had a lot of records this season. We're talking about the fifth hit for Louisiana, more than that for the Gulf Coast as a whole. I think possibly the eighth hit coming up, maybe the ninth, don't quote me. And the U.S. as a whole, I think the 11th, right? This yeah. will be the 11th hit. So we're just breaking records this season. Um, now, 2005 has had, had some of the worst hurricanes, some of the strongest ones. They had multiple Category 5 hurricanes. Uh, we've had some strong and major hurricanes this year that have done some damage, but 05, I mean, there were several retired names mm -hmm. at the end of the season because they were so destructive. So that season was scary. How old were you in 05? Um, <laughs> Let's in not 05, go there. I believe I was seven years old. <laughs> oh my gosh. Seven years old, and I was just starting college. <laughs> All right. Um, what else did we want to mention about Tropical Storms data? Was there anything else you wanted to add? I think we've pretty much covered its path, how it started, where it formed, 
making landfall in the Yucatan Peninsula. That was the first area mm -hmm. it's really affected. Now heading towards Louisiana and will bring us some rain. Yep, I just think everybody should keep Louisiana and the Gulf Coast in their thoughts because the people there have been working tirelessly trying to repair their communities. The meteorologists and emergency managers there have been really working coverage all night in parts and meteorologists have been working wall-to-wall -wall coverage because they are getting, you know, some isolated tornadoes with these storms. And these storms have been overnight making landfall during those darker hours we've seen. That's been the trend lately. So they're working those long extra hours. So just keeping everybody out there in your thoughts. That's right. All right. Only the second time we've gone into the Greek alphabet. So far, we're tied with 2005 in terms of the actual names distributed to these storms. So if we get another named storm, that will be breaking a record in terms of the names given. We have never had a uh, hurricane Ada or a tropical storm Ada, which would be the next one. So stay tuned. Keep it tuned to 47 ABC. That's all we have to say, right, Sloan? Yep. All right, guys. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next Wednesday for another episode of Weatherwise.